Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to agencygo.io to sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm on with Eric Bort. He does a lot of really great e-learning work for companies, and he's worked for the last, I think, 20 years helping companies grow and scale their internal development programs. Thank you so much, Eric, for being on the show. Nice to be here. Thank you. So, Eric, let me get a little bit more into this whole industry, this whole space when it comes to developing internal educational tools for companies. Like, How does that work? What is the most important thing you deliver to people? It's an interesting industry because a lot of clients tend to pull people out of the hallways, develop their training, things are scraped together last minute, or the it's just such an overwhelming amount of work that they are tasked to build internally. We find that the, the place where we belong is taken over in that process. So it's all over the place and that's kind of to our benefit. Yeah. Really low end, boring, puts people to sleep six, seven hours long when it should have been 10 minutes long. It's really interesting exploring those, those concepts with the clients because you consider what it costs on average for a payroll hour. Yeah. And if you're putting 40,000 employees through a six hour course and you could have done it in 20 minutes and you have to do that every right. year for compliance issues, right there's your budget. It's like external viewpoint that helps them understand that there are other options than just making more PowerPoints. Right, 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 right. So when you quantify the results you're driving for people, how do you do it? Do you do it based on like, do you have internal metrics that you use to measure the performance of the things that you're actually building for them? Working with the size companies that we do, it's very difficult to get our hands on that information. We can ask a lot of times it's not shared. ROI in the e-learning industry is a tough one. That's why a lot of training departments have smaller budgets than say like a marketing department. You know where your ad rev goes to. You can see the results of the sales. You can see the results of the web page. All those different funnels. With e-learning, you're committing to the education of an employee over potentially years. How do you measure that? So depending on the topic, and it could be something like a new machinery setup at a franchise, and they've got a a certain rush to get this new whatever it is beverage or sandwich or something like that out. So we could build training that gets those people up to speed, literal step-by-steps, here's what buttons to push, here's the different things to do. And that could be some just-in-time training for about 6,000 employees and get them up to speed real quick. And other stuff, it could be really high-level sales setups, custom Salesforce integration. And they've really got to have their own metric. This is me not answering your question because it's such a hard thing to answer. It's going to be different in every single situation. And most clients have their own metrics that they follow. Other than money saved, on the time it took to train the people, it's hard for us to really get a hold of those metrics. For the listeners, you know, Eric, you've worked with some of the largest companies in the world. What is it like to work with a Fortune 100 company? It's funny how excited they are to find somebody with no real sense of bureaucracy. When I was younger, I had this, I don't know, this ageism thing looming over my head. I, was, I, I started when I was 18 and yeah. people wouldn't take you seriously so much and you just have to suck it up and keep charging forward. 
And I found that they like small teams right? and they like nimble teams and they like teams that can make up their mind and basically get the thing done. Mm -hmm. The larger the company, the more used to bureaucracy they are, the more used to, all right, getting this one piece of paper signed is going to take two, three months, go through legal, get held up here. But with us, and in particular, me being the owner project manager currently, which I'm, I'm quickly getting out of that role to move on. It's sort of my decision to say where we go or what's priority mm -hmm. and to a point that works. But I also find that that allows other people to walk all over our boundaries or, or we basically don't have as many boundaries as we should. So as we scale to a larger size, it's really important that they know where we stand and we start to put those things in place. So we'll slow down a little bit, but still very nimble. So I think a lot of people listening to the show are going to be wondering, how do you actually close or get a client that's in the Fortune 100? Like, what is your process? Are they always from referrals? Do you do any kind of outreach? And also, how many of these clients do you even take on per year? We're a bit of a freak of nature in that for the last, uh, we're in our 25th year right now. And for that much time, we've really never sold or marketed. Now I'll sell when someone is a warm lead and they're asking me information. That's the point where sales kicks in, but we're not outwardly reaching around. We really haven't done much referral, but it's, it tends to be word of mouth on its own. So it's, it could go two years where we don't have a new client, but the scale and scope of the clients that we do have means that we're working with, in a lot of cases, multiple departments and able to grow internally. And those clients obviously are going to be a lot easier to sell to. The biggest issue that I see is a brand new client that if we were to actively pursue somebody that didn't necessarily know they needed us, it right. could be as much as a nine month to a 12 month timeline to get that done and a pretty big investment of our time. So we, we, those referrals mean everything at the right. end of the day, because it's, it's all about network and who, you know, and if somebody leaves one big company, they tend to get hired at another big company. And that's, to me, that's the absolute best way to get hired over there. So if they already trust you as a vendor, a lot of times we're taking with those people. Well, and as you know, I mean, I'm a bit of a referral geek. So, I mean, what is the, um, process that you go through in terms of generating these referrals? What works for you well? It's really passive to some extent on the referral end, but it, it comes down to customer service. We provide a service that we feel no one else can provide. We provide turnaround times that no one else can provide. And we provide a level of creativity that we feel no one else can provide considering those other elements. Because of that, a lot of my new hires, they'll, they'll come in thinking the typical turnaround might be three to six months for a course, and we're turning them around on a daily basis. We compress what's typically weeks to months into days. That's kind of the referral. It's a bit of a odd answer to what I know you're asking specifically. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, that process is what helps butter people up for lack of better words. I mean, they're interested in it. And because they know that we can get it done, it helps that sales process and the referral process go a lot smoother. Now we are working on a new referral aspect to our company as we grow. Yeah. So we've got, uh, we grew 50% the prior year. We're already up up a hundred percent this year on the prior year. And we're looking to do a decent amount more for this year. So this is, under, we've already, uh, that hundred percent is under contract. So we're looking to do a little bit more for this year and then prep for next year, going for our three-year goal and the referrals are key. So I think the main thing is every month going to each contact, getting a referral, and then getting referrals from those referrals. And if we can sell to every department inside of one of these large companies, it could be the equivalent of 10 clients all under the same house. 
it's a, I think a much more realistic approach than that nine month to 12 month timeline to make a sale with a new client. Hi, this is Lucas James. Are you struggling to get meetings booked with potential prospects for your agency? I'll tell you what, when I first started, I had the same issue, but I was able to A-B test hundreds of different variations of copy on multiple channels and figured out a secret formula to convert anyone from anywhere into taking a meeting with me. I've mastered this approach and now my agency, Twiz, books meetings on autopilot. Last year, we booked 1,731 meetings, closed 234 accounts, and generated $1.72 million in revenue. I want the same thing for your agency, so I've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free. That's right, absolutely free. If you want to transform your business for free, go to agencygo.io forward slash leads to get your free lead scripts today. That's agencygo.io forward slash leads. Now back to the show. I mean, what's that strategy though when it comes to the actual way you structure these contracts? Is it large contracts that are in the $1 million range? Is it in the $500,000 range? Is it the $100,000 range? And then also, do you have a, is it an account-based management approach where you know you have one major client and then you kind of move on to the next one but you really keep that person for, for life, like they're not going anywhere? Absolutely. You pretty much nailed it right there. So our ideal client, our ideal setup is a blanket purchase order where any department can show up and take a piece of that. So our real key goal is we are your internal development team. A lot of companies want to focus on or need to focus on what they do best. Why mm -hmm. are they starting a creative development agency in-house? Right. We rely on their subject matter experts. We rely on their writers because we don't know their content. Only they know their content. But once they pass it off, there's no need for them to have motion graphics, programmers, all these other key elements that we've been doing for years and years and years. And that's where they can basically just pass it over. And, and the nice thing about those purchase orders, the nice thing about the larger amounts, and I'd say it's uh, the target range is between a quarter million and a million per client per year. It could be five to 10 clients total. Like we do, this is not a scale thing as far as number of clients where we're not going for quantity. We're definitely going for a partnership quality. Yeah, definitely. I want to wrap up here with some a lightning round of questions uh, that you know we ask everybody at the end of the show. First question for you is, do you have any good business book recommendations for the audience? Yeah, it's probably a pretty common one, but the, the E-Myth Revisited is one of my favorites. Uh, that one really got this entire process of deconstructing the business and burning it down started. Uh, I definitely was a complacent business owner for a solid 20 years. And the more I networked and the more I asked people, hey, what's your favorite book? Any books you recommend? That one, the whole work on your business, not in your business aspect yeah. of that book in a very plain conversational English was what kicked me in the butt and got me moving. So if you haven't read that one, that would be my first stop. That's key. How old is the agency? You said 20 years, 25 years? Uh, we started in 1998. Oh, wow. So 25 almost. What's one thing you wish you knew when you were 20? That there's no end to self-improvement. That there was such a thing as self-improvement. And I don't mean the fluffy stuff like be positive and live, laugh, and love. I'm not talking about that. The extreme version of tearing yourself apart, that anything that you don't like about yourself, that you don't like about your business, you can actively and proactively change 
on a daily basis. And that mindset and that mentality of not accepting no or not accepting what if or all, all these in-between wishy-washy thoughts. Right. Understanding that you can just go and do the thing. And it sounds so simple that it's hard to latch on to. You just have to yeah. experience it. Positivity, spirituality, all these things that you find other people in, in charge of companies doing, it seems hokey at first. And once you embrace it, it's, it's wild what's possible. That's solid. And, and, and how would you 10X your business in the next 12 months? 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> See, we have a problem here and that's that we're, we're physically selling our time. 10Xing in the next 12 months would require a big set of project managers to be hired. I'm not sure that it would take much more than that on the infrastructure side of things. And we would need to find some killer outsource teams. Right. And beyond that, obviously, from the sales end of things, really, really nailing down that ideal client and companies who want to partner. And by partner, I mean, we will help you excel and do better at what you do. And we will take a whole lot of stuff off your plate that you no longer need to worry about. And it's uh, really fighting for that win-win. Yeah. And just to wrap things up for the listeners, Eric, do you have a way that people can get in touch with you? I know you're an Agency Go member, which is awesome. But for anyone who's not inside Agency Go, how can they get in touch with you via your website, email? What is it? Yeah, sure. You can reach out to me at ebort, E-B as in boy, O-R-T, at clearlytrained.com. Our website's clearlytrained.com. Fantastic. Well, for everybody listening, Eric Bort is a world leader in internal development tools for Fortune 100 companies. And he has been doing this for all a very long time and has perfected his craft. So I'm very excited to have had him on the show. We're excited to see where he goes the next quarter to two, scaling his agency. Thank you so much, Eric, for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate it.